Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022 in the Gregorian calendar and the 7th of Adar, 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Israelis and Palestinian public officials are working together to create a new proposal for a two-state solution that would give Palestinians and Israelis each their own land. The plan is going to be submitted and presented to a senior U.S. official and the U.N. Secretary General this week. Ynet is reporting that some of the proposals within the presentation are going to be controversial. The Jerusalem Post says that this plan is going to allow 500,000 settlers to stay in their homes in the West Bank. Former Justice Minister Yossi Bailin is going to present the new solution. He co-authored it with Palestinian attorney and former peace negotiator Hiba Husseini, along with a grassroots group of Israelis and Palestinians who have come to the table. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett has in the past said he doesn't want a two-state solution, but Bailin says that this doesn't matter and they should be raising the issue anyway, despite what the Prime Minister says. The plan is asking for an independent state of Palestine that would run throughout most of the West Bank, Gaza, and East Jerusalem. Israel and Palestine would have separate governments that would work closely together for security and infrastructure issues, and settlers would have the option of moving into Israel proper or taking Palestinian residency while maintaining their places in the West Bank. Palestinians who were displaced after the 1948 War of Independence would be allowed to relocate into Israel and be Palestinian citizens with permanent residency status in Israel. Jewish settlers in the West Bank believe that that is the true Judea. It is called Judea and Samaria. And so according to the Bible, this is actually the true place of Israel. And that's why Jewish settlers want to live there and believe that they belong there. Palestinians see Jews living in the West Bank as an obstacle to peace, maybe even the number one obstacle to peace. This plan is based largely off of the Geneva Accord, which was a 100-page document introduced in 2003 meant to create peace between Palestinians and Israelis. I'll keep you all updated on what happens next with this new plan. It's exciting to see that people are coming to the table and putting in the work to get things done for the greater good of everyone. Last week, we shared news with you about the potential first-ever female attorney general to Israel, and now it has been confirmed. Monday, the government approved Gali Barav Miyara, Gali Baharav Miara to the position. Again, she is the first woman to ever have this position. She's breaking a barrier. And moreover, she was unanimously approved by the cabinet. Attorney Baharav Miara was nominated by Justice Minister Gideon Sa'ar. He pushed forward two other names as well. However, himself and the Prime Minister Naftali Bennett both personally recommended her. 
Sa'ara says she was the best, most skilled, and most experienced candidate. Miara is 62 years old and served as the civil district attorney for Tel Aviv from 2007 to 2015. Since then, she worked as a law consultant and advisor for committees on court law. She also worked at the state attorney's office for 30 years. Miara will be in the role for the next six years, and she's replacing Avichai Mandelblit, who was appointed by former Prime Minister Netanyahu. Ultimately, Mandelblit was the one to lead an investigation against Netanyahu and go forward with alleged corruption cases. There are three of them open against Netanyahu about corruption, breach of trust, etc. Congratulations to Baharav Miara. We're very excited to have a woman in the role, and good luck taking on Netanyahu's cases. Here's a follow-up story to one that we covered months back. Teva Pharmaceuticals, which is an Israeli drug company, has officially reached a settlement following a massive lawsuit that alleged Teva was supplying opioids that fueled the epidemic in the United States. The settlement is worth $225 million, and it specifically relates to claims that the drug company inappropriately and improperly marketed addictive pain medication specifically in Texas this time. The Texas Attorney General got a settlement in which Teva pays $150 million over the course of 15 years, in addition to supplying $75 million worth of Narcan, which is a medication that helps addicts pull out of opioid overdoses. It usually revives them when they're headed toward death after overdosing. This is, that's what Narcan does. So Teva is on the hook for providing it. Teva has been sued 3,500 times, but this is the largest deal that has ever been struck, the largest settlement. Many consider Teva one of the key players that led to hundreds of thousands of overdoses in the U.S. over the course of two decades. Teva has not admitted wrongdoing. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we would like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. I also want to say if anybody's listening to this and they're interested in funding or sponsoring a new editing software that I'm interested in, it is an all-in-one tool. I'll tell you about it if you get in touch with me. I would love if somebody that was listening would like to do a one-time purchase of this editing software and help us move forward in that. It would be very exciting and would definitely build a community feeling here to get our podcast into the next level. Subscribers who send us contributions and who help us get things that we need for the show will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are at the Israel Daily News podcast to have your support. Thank you for your basic interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, or world politics. We have one link in the show notes. You can click on that, and it'll take you to the page where you can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism and supporting me, an independent journalist. So check us out at IsraelDaily.News. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter. And if you drop those three, if you press on the three little dots in the podcasting platform that you're listening to, you'll see that that we have a link there. It'll take you to our link tree, and from there you can see all of the options that we have. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Number two, you can share the show with a friend, and number three, you can follow us on Facebook at israeldaily.news as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also follow us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. We're doing a lot of tweeting these days, so join us there. 
Exciting news for Noah and Barnabas Solos, a sibling skiing duo that is representing Israel at the Beijing 2020 Winter Olympics. Each of them made their debut Monday while hitting the slopes. Barnabas is 23 years old and finished number 30 out of 43 athletes in the men's downhill competition. Switzerland took the gold and France and Austria silver and bronze. His younger sister, Noah, is 19 years old. She made her debut in the women's competition and placed 42 out of 82 athletes. Her first run was strong, but in her second, she wasn't able to finish because she fell halfway down the slope. She doesn't seem to be injured. Congrats to all the athletes. And by the way, there are a lot of blog posts, by the way. I couldn't do this story without mentioning this. There are a lot of blog posts on the Times of Israel and all over the internet that I'm seeing. There's an outcry from Israelis who say nobody should be watching the Beijing Olympics because this is a country that supports a genocide against the Uyghur community. They say that they don't want to watch. They say that they didn't. That they don't want their athletes in the competition. And this is all because a small ethnic group called the Uyghurs living in China reportedly are being systemically harvested for their organs, placed in work camps, and even being murdered with the instruction of the Chinese government. I did a big story on this a couple of years ago. If you want to see it, you can see it on my website at shannafold.com. You can also contact me. If you never heard about this ever before, I suggest that you Google it for more information and just know what's going on in China amidst the Olympics. Here's a heartwarming one. A young man from Beersheba who delivers pizza saved a baby's life over the weekend. When he showed up, pizza in hand, the 17-year-old heard cries inside, and when the young father came to the door, he said his 14-month-old baby was seizing. Well, Gilad Zargari happens to also be a volunteer medic for Magen David Adom, and he sprung into action. He called emergency services, and after that, he wrapped the baby up in a cold, wet blanket to cool her hot body down. She was running a high fever, which Zargari was able to detect right away. By the time professionals showed up, they said Zargari had stabilized the baby, brought her fever down, and saved her life or saved her from potentially having brain damage in the future. He told Ynet News that, quote, Life gives us opportunities to do good. I'm thankful I was there at the right time and for the privilege I was given to save a life. All right, well, that is it for today's show. Today is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. Tel Aviv has a low of 10 degrees Celsius and a high of 20 degrees. That's 50 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 68 degrees for the high. Kind of warm here in Tel Aviv these days. It's been cold. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my personal life. And I always mention professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast so you can find out where we're headed. You can sign up for this newsletter on our website at israeldaily.news. Thank you to Michelle Milner for her social media work. I'm going to send you off today with a song called Via Sacra by John Paul Puno. I met him while hosting a conference on crypto Jews. He grew up most of his life not realizing he was a Jew because his family had been in hiding following the Spanish Inquisition. So for hundreds of years, his family was doing Jewish-related things in private, and, and that became kind of like the family culture. He now lives in Israel and produces music.
Enjoy this song and have a great and productive day. There's a place I need to be Salvation waits for me And I can feel alive No map assigned to lead No one to point the way Only love can guide 